we're going to go to the book of Peter. First Peter, the first chapter, starting from the third verse. First Peter, the first chapter, starting from the third verse, and it reads thusly. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, from the dead to an inheritance that's incorruptible, an inheritance that is undefiled, hallelujah, and that fadeth not away, that will never fade away. Hallelujah. Reserved in heaven for you who have kept, for you who have kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. You've kept ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein ye greatly rejoice right now, even though now for a season you need be, you are heavy, if need be, you be in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, press. Come on, look at your neighbor, point to them and tell them, press. You, you look at him and I want you to holler press I'm going to talk about something that is not really that popular I'm going to talk about something that we all experience but we'd really rather not hear about because it's drained us and had such a toll on our lives I want to talk to you about something called suffering I'm going to talk to you about suffering. Everyone in this room has gone through, is in, or will go through some form of suffering. I'll say it again. Everybody in this room has gone through, is in, or will go through some form of suffering. And those of us that have been through suffering, we've learned lessons from it. Lessons that we never expected, but we learned them all the same. Those of us that are in suffering right now, we will learn. For God will be with us in this present time of trouble. Amen. And those of us that have never gone through anything yet, hold on. It's a coming. And there will be a time called trial in your life. That comes after receiving Jesus Christ that is more than the trials that you've been through in your past. For many of the trials that we went through in our past before we met Jesus Christ was of our own doing or someone else's doing. But right now when you come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, when you accept the Lord as your Savior, there is some persecution that goes along with it. Jesus said in the book of Matthew 24 and 14, he said, if any man wants to come after me, no, Matthew 16 and 24, he said, if any man wants to come after me, the first thing that he must do is deny himself. But the second thing he must do 
is pick up his cross. That denotes suffering. Deny himself, pick up his cross and get ready for the journey and follow me. Oh, I know. That's why the reason why I'm not getting too many amens satellite church is because this is not a popular subject. And some people are, that are sitting here are remembering some of the things that they've had to endure or are, are enduring now. And it makes it hard to find a reason to praise God in the middle of a trial. But you got to understand that the trial that you're going through is the trial that God has allowed you to come to. God allowed the trial to come into your life. Ooh. And, 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 I, and, I, and I, I refuse to give Satan any credit. Everything that the enemy tries to do has got to be filtered through God. Satan has no access to us that's autonomous from God. Satan cannot get to us autonomously from God. If we are born again, there is a permission slip that must be granted before anything can transpire in our lives. The Bible says that God knows our end from the beginning. He knows our end from the beginning. I don't hear anybody. God knows our end from the very start. He knows everything that will take place in our lives and he has a plan. God, oh, y'all not hearing me. God has a plan. Brett, God, God has a plan. God has sat back and strategically mapped out our lives. Every day of our lives, every second of our lives are known by God. There's not a moment that creeps up upon us and God finds it out as it happens. God knew the end from the beginning. This is the sovereignty of God. This is the omnipotence of God. This is the majesty of God. This is how God functions. God is not bound by time and God doesn't wait for time to happen to find out what will happen. God knows beyond time. God sits in eternity. God sits in eternity and he judges from an everlasting standpoint oh, Shanda. he judges from an everlasting standpoint there's nothing that catches God, God off guard God doesn't find out as it happens God sits back and God does this as a doctor does God writes out a prescription I see your baby back there God writes out a prescription God prescribes our life. I don't hear you. God prescribes our life. God sits down and he orchestrates our days before days begin. Yes, he does. Prescription, scribe means to write, pre means before. God writes down before what we will go through. And the prescription for our lives are idiosyncratic. They are specifically designed for each and every one of us. None of us really have the same prescription. Because each of us have a different thing to deal with in life. And it's not one prescription fits all. But the prescription that God has for your life will bring you to an expected end. Somebody say it all ends in victory. Every bit of it ends in victory. Just like a prescription ends in healing, God's prescription ends in victory. All of it, all of it. Every tear, every pain, every heartache, 
heartache, every separation, everything that goes on ends in victory for the believer. Yes, it does. Somebody hollers victory. Somebody holler out victory. And you got to understand that God doesn't do things just off the cuff. God does things for a divine purpose. Amen. The greater levels of faith that you're going to need, the faith that you're going to need, Minister Davidson, is going to be forged in your problems. Faith is not forged in your good time. You chalk up and you stock up on the word of God. You, 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 you equip yourself with the word of God. But the faith that comes from the word is for the problem that's coming. Are you hearing me? God is developing your faith for the storm that you're about to go through. God is developing your faith for the situation that's going to try you to the core. God is developing faith in you by his word to give you confidence and to have that word rehearsed back to you in the middle of your hell. That word that will make you understand that this is temporary. That weeping may happen, but can it only endure for a night? Weeping will happen. Something will break me. Something will hurt me. Something will cause the tears to fall. But it's only for a season. Only for a night. And then joy. Joy comes in the break of dawn. Joy comes in the morning. And when you have faith, that faith is for that time of trial to hold you over till the storm passes by. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Your greatest level of faith will be developed. It'll be developed in your adverse situation. Your adversity is going to develop your faith. Your faith will be exercised in your struggle. Your faith will grow by remembering God's promise in your problem. Your struggle is to activate your belief system. Are you hearing me? While you pay so much attention to the struggle itself, you got to turn that thing around and understand that this is for a purpose. I see you, baby. Understand it's for a purpose. It's for a purpose. The pain is for a purpose. The problem is for a purpose. Because God is making you the breaking of you is the making of you. And when God allows the clouds to cover, and when God allows the wind to start to pick up, and when God allows the lightning to start to flash, and when God allows the thunder to start to roll, and when God allows the waves to start to crash, this is not the work of Satan. Satan doesn't have that much power. This is God preparing his children and to, to grow us up and mature us in faith. When you see the clouds come, when you hear the thunder roll, when you see the lightning flash, that's not the time to let go of your faith. It's not the time to let go of your faith. It's the time to watch God work.
It's the time to watch God work. Because if I pray and the storm continues, it's God. If I pray and God doesn't take this thing away from me, it's God. So the question is, what are you trying to, what are you trying to show me in this? What are you trying to develop in me in this? What do you want me to do in this? How do you want me to show forth your glory in this? My faith will not fail me. My faith will endure. My faith will keep me. My faith will sustain me. This struggle is just for a moment, but this too shall... I don't hear anybody here. This struggle is just temporary, but this too shall... Oh, somebody holler, press. Your greatest level of progress will be shown in your process through your problem. Your greatest level of progress, advancement, will be shown through the process of your problem. Hallelujah. God will show you just how strong you are through your problem. God will, he will allow the trial and the test to happen just to push you in your faith so that you can open up the door for him to move. Because God understands this. He knows that you need to see him move. You need to see him move. If you have faith without seeing the progress or the potential or the production of it, then it will cause you to be disappointed. God wants your faith to prepare you to see him move. He wants you to expect him to move. He wants you to tell your problems to be careful. He wants you to tell your problems, watch out because my father's on his way. He wants you to look at your problems and be defiant. I don't hear anybody. In the middle of your struggle, he wants you to look dead at depression and say, hold on, because joy is on the way. My father's about to show up. He's about to show up and show off. If you're still here when he gets here, shame on you. If you're still around when he shows up, he's coming for you. You got to show your faith. You got to be strong in your adversity and know that God is developing you through this problem. Your greatest level of progress will be shown in your process through your problem. The Bible says this, that the trying of your faith, the trying of your faith, the trying of your faith, that, 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 that means, that means the, the, the joyful endurance through persecution. The trying of your faith, James 1 and 2 says, James first chapter, second verse says, my brethren, count it. This is quite confusing for people that don't understand God. Why would I count it joyful concerning the fiery trials? Why would I, why would I count it joyful James 1, James, James 1 and, and verse 2. It says, my brethren, count it 
all joy counted as a benefit counted as something productive when you fall into many different struggles when you fall into many different tests when you have a multitude of trials counted joy wait why would I count it joy because God would never put more on you than you can bear number one and because God knows that you're able to handle it number two and because those trials represent a triumph y'all are missing it over on this side you're missing it the trials denote a great triumph the greater the trial the greater the triumph y'all hear what I'm telling you in other words if you can get through this God's going to multiply blessings on your life oh God help me my beloved brethren count it all joy when you fall into many diverse means many it ain't one problem it's not two problems it's many problems at one time when you fall into many trials, hallelujah, many temptations. Come on, keep going, keep going. Knowing this, knowing this, being confident of this, that the trying of your faith, meaning your faith being put to test by a problem, you need a test you need a problem to try your faith. You need a problem to really put your faith to work. I don't need a problem, I believe. No, you don't know how much you believe till your problem comes. Saying you believe is one thing, but living it out is another thing altogether. Saying that you have faith is one thing until your very world is shaken when your very foundation is shaken and you can still stand up and quote the word to your problem that's where your faith comes in when you can go through and not lose faith that's that's the objective that's the goal knowing this that the trying of your faith works patience why patience because if your faith is put to the test and you see God come through, the next test won't shake you. The next test you'll be able to patiently wait. Why? Because I saw him do it before. I don't know when, I don't know where, I don't know how, but I know he will. And if he did it before, he will do it again. Why aren't you crying? Why aren't you upset? Why aren't you shaking? Because God always comes through. My faith works patience. And I need that trying of my faith to show me how to believe. And when I see him heal me before, the next sickness I know he'll heal me again. Do I have any witnesses here? Anybody been sick before and God healed you in the second round? You believed more and you trusted God more and you saw God through come through again? Anybody here? Anybody? Oh, children, anybody here? 
trying of your faith when you didn't have the finances and you didn't have the sustenance but you trusted God even though your refrigerator was bare and your bank account was low and you didn't know where it was going to come from and he showed up and the next time poverty knocked at your door you were able to sit back and say but my God shall supply all my need because if he did it before So it teaches you patience. Patience. I can go through my suffering and endure my hardness like a good soldier because I know my God will come through. My problems are to prove God in action. Oh God, my problems are to prove God in action. What are you going to do, Moses? You got three million Hebrews following you out of Egypt into an unknown, uncharted terrain. Walk through the desert to get to a Red Sea with the Sinai Mountains on the right side of you and the, and the desert on the left of you and behind you and the water in front of you. Wait a minute! There's an army coming behind us. The army of Egypt's coming to kill us. We need a problem to see God work. Because the children followed, but they did not believe. Hallelujah. The children saw God work, but they did not trust. But they needed to see God defend them. They just saw 10 miracles in Egypt, but now they're no longer in Egypt. Now they're on their own and they need to see the God that moved in Egypt move in the wilderness. You need to see the God that was in your situation follow you into your destiny or lead you into your destiny. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. And it took a problem for God to kill an enemy. What you going to do? Moses. You brought us into this wilderness to die. Moses. Weren't there enough graves in Egypt? Moses. Why did we even follow you? Stand still. And see. The salvation. Of the Lord. Which he shall show to you this day. You need a problem. For God to show off. For the Egyptians, the problem. For the Egyptians, the suffering. For the Egyptians that you see before you today, you shall see them again no more. Forever. For the land. I feel like preaching right now. The Lord shall fight for you. And you shall hold your peace God wants to fight a battle he's going to use your problem to do it God wants to show off he's going to use your circumstance to do it somebody say move Lord now somebody put a praise on this room put a praise on it put a praise on it Jesus. You need 
You need a problem. God uses problems to show his power. Oh, Lord. Phil Pastor Wine is here. You need a problem to show forth the power of God. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. What you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Joshua, while you're fighting this battle, what are you gonna do? Joshua, as long as your hands are up, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. What are you gonna do? Joshua, the sun is going down and the battle's not won. I need a miracle. I told them in another service, problems plus faith equals miracles. Problems plus faith equals miracles. You want to see a miracle? Put your faith to your problem and watch God work. Faith is a substance. of things hopeful and the evidence of the things that are not seen put your faith add your faith to the problem and the final equation is miracles sun's going down battle's not won what are we going to do Joshua sun hey sun Moon don't come up and the earth stopped for 24 hours. Problems plus faith brings about a miracle. Do I have any faith walkers in this room? I'll ask again, do I have any faith walkers in this room? I gotta stay on this side till it wakes up. Do I have any faith walkers in this room? You better hear what I'm telling you. Paul said it like this. Paul said, Paul said that the suffering of this present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory with the glory that shall be revealed in us that means the things I'm suffering are going to dwarf in comparison to the miracle on the other side of the suffering so while I'm going through I'm trying to talk to somebody while you're going through take your hands off of your problem look up problems. Look over! Look over the head of your suffering. Look over! Look over your trouble. Look over your problem and see the promise on the other side and endure and endure and endure 
endure your hardness like a good soldier. I'm not running away from problems. Because if you remember this, I gotta end real quick. If you remember this, when Jesus was risen from the dead and sat with his disciples, he looked at one disciple and called him by his former name, Simon, Simon. I had a visitor. You had a visitor? Yeah, I had a visitor. Last night, Satan came and asked, could he have you? When the Bible says Satan desires you, when you break it down, it means Satan came and asked for you. Because he can't do anything without permission. Not with a Christian. Did you hear what I said? He can't do anything without permission when it comes to Christians. Because we can only go through what God enables us to bear. Oh, Satan came to me. Simon, why you keep calling me Simon? I thought you changed my name to Peter. Because Satan's coming for the Simon side of me. He coming for that Simon side. He, he, he ain't coming for the Peter side. He's coming for that. He's coming for the angry side. He's coming for the cussing side. He, he's coming for the angry side. He's coming for the cussing side. Y'all don't hear me. He's coming for the side of you that should be dead. He's trying to provoke you. He wants you to let your testimony die. He wants your bad character to well up again. He wants that weakness side. He wants that sinful side. So I'm talking to Simon. Simon. Satan came and asked me could he have you so that he could sift you like wheat. I feel past the But I prayed. Simon, I prayed. I prayed. I prayed for you. I didn't pray that you'd get out your struggle. I didn't pray that this wouldn't happen. I didn't pray that you would get away easy. But what I prayed for you is that when you go through, that your faith would not fail you. You better hear what I'm saying. You can't lose faith in the middle of your struggle. Faith is the only thing that'll get you through. I'm trying to talk to you. You can't stop believing in the middle of your trial because you'll lose ground. You can't stop believing when you're walking on your water. You can't stop believing when you're walking on your situation. If you lose vision, you'll sink and go under. You'll sink and go under. The time to lose faith is never. You can't afford to lose faith, specifically while you're in the middle of your struggle. I got news for the enemy. My faith looks up to thee O Lamb of Calvary Savior I feel like a preacher Savior
Everybody's saying, I gotta stop. I, I, I didn't even get a chance to go through all my notes. Trying of your faith. It's supposed to develop patience, and patience will have a perfect work in you. That ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Then I was supposed to go from the trying of your faith to the trial of your faith. Hallelujah. James called it the trying and Peter called it the trial. In 1 Peter 1 and 7, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, it is not going to be an easy task. Tried with fire. The Bible says though it be tried with fire. The word there means smelting. Though it goes in the flame as iron goes into the kiln to be smelted and to be, to be broken down into a softer molecular struggle, structure so that it can be molded. It takes a hardened metal and puts it in the heat so that it can break that metal down and take out the impurities. But it can only do so in a weakened state. Y'all missed it. You can only do it in a weakened state. When he takes the broken vessel, puts it on the potter's wheel, he's got to break that down, put water on it, and put it into a weakened state so that as it turns, he can reform it. Add more clay to it. Add more water to it to make it look like the crack never happened. The trial of your faith being more precious, much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tried in fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. The greater the suffering, the greater that your faith develops. It's all purposed for your strength. Every struggle is purposed for your strength. All things work. I don't hear you. When it's talking about all things, it means all things. Inclusive of struggle. It works together. It's purposed for your strength. It's all a part of your increase. It's for your good that you go through struggle. David said, it was good for me that I was afflicted. It was good that I was afflicted. If you go through with faith, looking over the top of your problems, and looking at the promise on the other side, it will keep you encouraged. 
The Bible says in Philippians 3, 12 through 14, not as though I've already attained, but this is what I do. I try to apprehend that by which I am apprehended. I'm trying to grab a hold of God who grabbed a hold of me. I'm trying to grab a hold to God that grabbed a hold of me. Not as though I've already apprehended, but this one thing I do. Hallelujah. Forgetting those things, the sufferings that I had to go through to get here, forgetting those things which are behind me. Verse 13 says, forgetting those sufferings that I've already been through and reaching past the pain, reaching past the problem, reaching through the tears, reaching to those things which are before me. I press. I told you before, press comes from the word dioko. That's the Greek word dioko. It means to joyfully go through your persecution with the expectation of the promise on the other side. I press toward the mark that I missed before. Sin comes from the word hamartia. Hamartia means to miss the mark that you were aiming for. You were aiming to do right and you missed the mark and did wrong. That's what sin is. Missing the mark. But Paul said, I'm forgetting about those marks that I missed. I'm looking ahead of the mark that I'm going to hit. I'm forgetting about those things that I failed at before. I'm looking ahead and taking lessons from days gone by and I won't miss this mark. Forgetting those things which are behind me look, reaching for that which is ahead. I press joyfully going through my persecutions. Press counting it all joy. Press to hit the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So if you're going to suffer, suffer successfully. If you're going to suffer, suffer to progress. Suffering is not an eternal situation. It is a period. It is a portion of a chapter in your book. But at the end of that book, it all ends in victory. If you suffer now, you'll be victorious. You will win. Not when you get to heaven. Right here. Right now. My time is up. I want you that are in the middle of your problems to raise your hand. You that are in the middle of your problem, raise your hand. Financial problem, family problem, emotional problem, physical problem, raise your hand. Employment problem, 
educational problem? Raise your hand. In the midst of your struggle, God is developing you. Your problem will pass. But it will not pass until you learn your lesson. And when you learn from it, you will have the strength to go through the next level. Not, not just through the next level, to the next level. God is developing us and making us strong. The life that we're about to live is going to be an abundant life. The life that we're about to enter into will be fulfilled and it will be chocked full of the promises of God coming to pass. Not expecting them, living in them. Not expecting them, living in them. We've been expecting for too long without, it, without grabbing a hold of it and living in it. Somehow we got comfortable with expectation without any progression, without any production. No, I'm living in this. This next phase, I'm living in the promises. I'm living in it. To God be the glory. My future is bright. For my present is glorious right now. Everyone standing. <laughs> I am pressing toward the mark. I am pressing. And there will be no failure. A setback is not a failure. A setback is a setup. That just means you had to step back to regain your thoughts. But when I come out of this, I'm coming out on top. I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Coming out on top. To every one of you believers, take heart. Though you may sow in tears, you will reap in joy. Weeping may endure, but will only endure for a night. Weeping may endure, Mean that you may go through a period of weeping, but that period will only be a night. And at the cracking of the dawn, joy comes in the morning. Endure, endure, endure. I got, I got, I got to stop now. <sighs> to God be the glory. As we end, there are some of you that are suffering, that are watching in the many different continents suffering very seriously very dearly but God has not forgotten you God has not forgotten you man may have pushed you aside and situations may have gotten more dire but God has not forgotten you you may be in a place of trying and trial that has you living hand to mouth it's just for a period you will testify about this day and how God made ways for you that got you out of your dilemma. No matter what continent you're on, this word is for you. God gives you grace to endure. God gives you the ability to go forward. I am your brother. 
I just delivered a message from your father. He said, endure hardness, baby, like a good soldier, like my son. As Christ suffered in the flesh, as 1 Peter 4 1 says, as Christ suffered in the flesh, 1 Peter 1 and 1 says, as Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourself likewise. And don't think it's strange when fiery trials come upon you. Don't think it's strange. This happens to believers. But he only allows it when your faith is strong enough to tear down the work of the enemy. God has a purpose for your life that will not be thwarted by situations. You are more than able. Somebody holler, I am more than able. And I want you to pray this prayer. Oh my God, I'm 30 minutes over time. I want you to pray this prayer. For those of you that are not born again, these benefits only come to believers. Sorry. These benefits of having peace in the midst of your storm, these benefits of having your faith coupled with your problem turned into a miracle, it only comes to believers, to the righteous, to the born again. But don't think that this eliminates you because you can rectify that right now. You can give your heart to the Lord who loves you, who's been waiting on you, who sent this message and sent you to this message so that you can have a moment of redemption, a moment of salvation that will change your life for the rest of your life. My beloved brother, my beloved sister, if you're ready to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, then please pray with me. Pray with me. Father, I thank you for everyone that's watching and everyone that may be in this room that are ready to give their lives to you. I pray, Lord God, that you would alleviate the demonic powers, cancel the power of the enemy and sin that holds their heart's way. Relieve them, Lord God. Banish the enemy and establish them in your kingdom forever. For you did not come to condemn the world, but that the world through you might be saved. So Jesus, we come to you for salvation. We come to you for cleansing. Forgive our sins and cleanse us, cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. We pray this in your name, Lord Jesus. The power of Satan is destroyed. The hand of God delivers the people, his sons and daughters, in his name. In the name of Jesus. Now everyone repeat after me, online and in-house. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life for the rest of my life. I need you. I love you. Thank you for loving me when I was unlovable. You saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for drawing me to your side. And today, I denounce my sin. I turn away from my sin. And I run to you. Today, by your grace, through my faith, my sins are washed away. Thank you, Jesus. Today, by your grace, through my faith, I am your son. I am your daughter. Today, by your grace, through my faith in you, 
I am saved. I am redeemed. I am a Christian. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, Father, let it be so, according to your will. Let them be baptized in your name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Ikara, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. And just like that, your sins are washed away. Just like that, your sins are forgiven. When the doors open up in this church, we are going to baptize. We're going to baptize. We're going to baptize in the name of the Lord Jesus. And you're going to rise up to the newness of life. You're going to identify with his death and his resurrection. It is to the glory of God. I love you. My time is up. If you prayed with us today, I want you to type those four words that are on the screen. If you gave your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, type the four words that are on the screen. I prayed that prayer. Type it in. I prayed that prayer. As soon as you type that in, it's going to alert us. Name by name, one by one, it's going to alert us. And we're going to reach out to you. And we're going to conjoin with you in this walk. And we're going to use all of our resources of word and technology to help you grow stronger in the Lord. You belong here. You belong right here.